I'm a 1920s doctor, and I've decided to prescribe you some cocaine, which you need to take, so I know you're cool. And I think you and I should start a small place restaurant. Why, in the style of Spain, cracking. Have you ever heard of tapas? <laughs> it's all the rage in Madrid and Seville. Why, have you considered that you could play, uh, if you got a wax musical cylinder, and you got two gra- um, right, that's recording again. All right, I'm keeping an eye on it. Yep, an I eye is being an eye is being kept. An eye is being kept. Why don't we? I think we should ditch the cocaine doctor <laughs> bit. It was it, we yeah. had fun doing it in the moment. Yeah, I think I think I think you were doing really well with it, but um, it was yeah. a little forced. But audacity, um, audacity, mm. audacity stopped. We were stopped by our own audacity. We were stopped by our own. Oh. Isn't that what it's called? That's audition. 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 Audacity, audacity is like the knockoff one. Yeah. The knockoff one. Sorry. Knock yeah. One. Excuse it's, me. Yeah. It's the one that you get if. Okay. Right. Are we going to have another false start? Well, Let's we'll find, find out, out in about twelve to fifteen seconds. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, cocaine doctor. Uh, different different stuff. Posh girls have done. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Twisted so I, I was gonna. Uh, there was a girl called Gussie. On Raya, and I forgot about Raya's strict no screenshotting rule, uh-huh. and I and I was really amusing myself that there was someone called Gussie, so I took a screenshot of it and then got like a really like a really angry notification from Raya being like, "Do not, do, are they going to disable? Do not your, screenshot. Your I think Raya? I think you can get away with it like a couple of times. Uh-huh. And then so they, what? Everyone in Raya, you get three strikes of like, this is a very 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 funnily posh profile. Yeah, it's quite a lot like the American carceral justice system. <laughs> yeah, the three strikes rule of like someone, what someone called and then Octavia, you're in Raya jail for life. who's somehow riding two horses. Yeah, that plausible. But this is the Imagine issue. Once you're, wide in, once you're in the Raya system, you can't get a job. You can't vote. It's basically being disenfranchised. Yeah. Well, once you're in the Raya mm. system, you're too busy, basically just off your tits at Soho House the whole time with a brand manager. Yeah. Yeah. Called Octavia. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I'm at Soho House so with Augustus's sister. Inter- interesting, you know Augustus, interesting Gussie. snapshot into your immediate future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gussie of the Julii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're at Soho House. Yeah, no, we've just we've just been we've just been eating the garum out of the bottle as a dare. Horrible. Roman Soho House. There's mm-hmm. a bit. There's a bit for you. I mean, there's just one in Rome. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. There is, isn't no, there? but I mean like ancient. Rome. Yeah, 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 of course. You yeah, mean yeah, ancient yeah. Rome. Yeah. Oh God, the fucking Vestal Virgins are in here. You know what? You know yeah, what that guy. Yeah, not anymore. You know, you know, Claudius guy's fucking mental. <laughs> I told him to dress up as a woman and go to one of the women's festivals, and he only bloody went and did it. Fucking loon. Yeah, it got thrown out of the wing. Yeah. <laughs> it got thrown out of the wing. Did I ever tell you about when I had to go to the wing for a meeting? What is this going to be like a Pentheus type of thing where you get torn limb from limb? Uh, no, alas. Um, so the the wing for those the, for those who don't know is like a extremely like I voted for Hillary Clinton ass co working space, and that's why you were invited. Where it's like yeah, you that, voted for Hillary so many times. Well, I had my pussy hat on. Yeah. Um, and it's extremely. Yeah, your hat that just says. And it's extremely. Your hat that like, says in capital letters, "pussy." That's right. Uh, yeah, I got it from the Sopranos merch store. Uh, I hate having though. to keep explaining. It's this. written backwards so that it can be seen in like uh, mirrors and yeah, selfies. That's right. Selfies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's like it's like an ambulance. Yeah. I want people in their rearview mirror to know that I watch the Sopranos. Anyway, so uh, it's it, it, kind of like the whole vibe of this co-working space is it's like girl power, boys are gross. Mm-hmm. Etc. Um, you know, kind of wishy-washy, and um, I don't think I, they're wishy-washy about it. I think they're quite 
Quick, well, it's quite wishy-washy thing. as to what exactly the politics oh, of this sure, place fine. are, other than just like, boys are gross. Uh-huh. Anyway, so I went there for a meeting with a woman who was a member of, of the Wayne co-working mm-hmm. space, and they basically made me sign a form when I went in to say that I wouldn't do any misogyny while I was in there, which I just found How very did funny. Did you succeed? So, like, a misogynist turns up for a meeting at the wing and is like, well, I'm not signing this. Yeah. If I can't slap someone's ass or <laughs> say, nice job, toots, I'm not coming in. Uh, you know what that is? It's like the form when you come into the country that sometimes you have to tick, like... Oh, what? The, have you ever I'm, been engaged in any terrorist yeah, activity? I didn't yeah. do it's the imagine Holocaust. Imagine there's terrorists just being yeah. like... Yeah, well, it's no, it's so that... Oh, uh, well, I don't want to lie, so I've got to say yes. It's not have you engaged in terrorist activities. It's like, have you associated with like yeah. any groups and so on? Because then it's illegal to lie about it. That's what this is. It's, they're uh, trying to okay. get you to lie on the form. Right. right? It's a, it's an administrative thing at the yeah. wing. Well, it was, an int- it was an interesting selection saying like, oh, have you ever uh, have you ever um, participated in or facilitated in the, in the Holocaust? Because if it's going into America, they just said, all right, do you want a job at NASA? Yeah, <laughs> of course. Fantastic. Well, oh, good. We've been looking for you. You're, get, you're getting on a bit, but <laughs> oh, the space program's been suffering. We could do with some fresh blood. Well, I mean, not that fresh, but... <laughs> well, oddly enough, actually, in order to start the wing, they needed to hire the best club promoter in the world, who's unfortunately a misogynist. It's a, yeah. it's a buddy road trip movie we, uh, we waiting to hire Andrew just writes Tate. itself. <laughs> <laughs> We had to hire Andrew Outlaw, the opposite of Andrew Law. <laughs> the worst right. man in the world. <laughs> oh, just, a, just a punishing hang. Mm. <laughs> That's right. Only cooks terrible yeah. meals. Oh, every meal's a struggle meal. Every hang's a punishing hang. Knows nothing about birds. Chases Never says good birds morning away. to anyone. Never yeah. says good morning. Oh, bad morning. <laughs> hates his wife, hates his kids. Bad morning. Bad morning. Bad morning. I yeah. thought Andrew Lawless was a be- was a better name for the for the bizarre world. Andrew Law. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's better. Write in. I I, I mm. ain't gonna write in. Yeah. It's my show. I can do what I like. <laughs> I've I've put yeah, my right foot into down. Riley. Yeah. Right into Riley specifically. No, uh, if you're listening, do not write into me. <laughs> uh, legally speaking, you have to write into uh, Phoebe Roy. So Miley had to. So M- Miley. Miley. Okay. Yeah, that's what. Both of you. It's both of you. I sometimes refer to you as collectively as Miley Cyrus. But what about what about Rilo Kylie? Yeah, I've also mm. done that. Okay, yeah. fair enough. That's the other one. <laughs> also done go. that. Also done that. Milo had to sign a form, um, um, was forced to sign a form saying he wouldn't be a misogynist. And now he's got an anti woke YouTube channel. So mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Wait, does he? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you had to ask. I did. Although I was, I, actually, Phoebe, I didn't tell you about actually, this. I told actually, this anti woke YouTube channel. <laughs> Do you want to come on as my buffer? <laughs> I told the I told the TF guys about this, but um, I got into a cab in Sydney after all these guys had gone back to the UK. Oh, with the um, with the cab driver who listens to Triggerpod. You told me this. Too. Oh, did I tell you about that? Oh, right. Well, yeah. the, have you told the listeners of Sign? I, I haven't. No, I got well. into the, I got into a cab, and then the woman was like, "Oh, what do you what do you do?" I'm like, oh, "I'm a comedian and podcast." And she's like, oh, I really like I really like comedy podcasts. And I'm like, oh, right. And she's like, yeah, there's this British one I listen to. She's like, I don't know if you'll know it. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. And then she's like, yeah, it's this guy, Constantine Kissin. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, fucking no. <laughs> yeah. I miss um, Australia so much. And then and then she just kept asking me like what I thought about it. And I just sort of couldn't quite help being like, well, I mean, I think, you know, it's a bit of a grift, really, isn't it? You probably shouldn't have said that. No, well, then she was getting very defensive about it. And she's like, well, I'm just very interested in cancel culture. 
And I just and she started giving me like an oral history of cancel culture and like who the first person to be cancelled was. Who was it? Who was it? I'm desperate to Um, know. How far back does uh, it go? This American comedian, like eight years ago, I can't remember his name. Michael Richards. The first person to be (laughs) cancelled. I think the first person to be formally cancelled was Susan Sontag. That's my that's my position. What about Prometheus? Prometheus got cancelled to shit. Not verifiably a guy though. He's mythical. Yeah, the woke left raven. His liver pecked out. Just because he wanted a bit of fun. I don't know. Maybe like an, like someone who got ostracized in Athens. Yeah, they love yeah. doing that. Ooh. That was like their Crazy. hobby. Well, it's weird. All Ovid those guys. All those guys. Ovid got cancelled. Mm. All those guys go. who were like, oh, we have to return to the, like, the greco judean roots of, of Western society and also hate cancel culture. What, what do you think Athens was doing the whole time with the pot shirts? I don't think they say mm. greco judean Yeah, that's, that's a big thing. Is okay, that, but that's insane. Athens and Jerusalem is like the Okay, well, the that's, refrain. that's mental. Of course it is. <laughs> Athens and Jerusalem We're sounds talking- like it would be like a really fancy scented candle store. We're talking oh, about, yeah. well, yeah, it would be, no, it would be just a, like Yotem Ottolenghi's B-level restaurant. Mm. Um, and yes, we're talking about deeply stupid people. Of course yeah. it's ridiculous. Obviously. None of these people have an, a non-ridiculous idea. Oh, I'm definitely going to have to change some of the stuff on the YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. well, your travel what is guide? Ovid's Tristii, but a sort of a right-wing YouTube channel? Like you are joking, but <laughs> like a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Uh, hello and welcome to yeah another episode of Master of Our Domain, the podcast, which is allegedly about the hit 90s sitcom Seinfeld, and which now for several minutes has not been thwarted well, I mean, by Adobe Audition. For more than that, I mean, we had, how many great false starts did we have? We had several. We had several yeah. great ones. We had some ones that were less good, Yeah, to be fair. We had some ones where I said, oh, you got to edit that out. And then mm-hmm. Adobe stepped in and did it for me. Yeah, that's right. Adobe was listening to you. Yeah, yeah. Adobe was listening. It like was God. watching. Mm. Uh, it was hearing. I felt heard. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I'm Mother Edwards, someone who's never seen Seinfeld. Uh, I'm joined as ever by my co-host, Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. And this week, as you may have, as you may have heard, as you may have been aware orally, uh, we are joined by, uh, it's your friend of mine, Riley. Oh, thank you. Hello. Hello. Hi, everyone. He's just excited to be described as someone's friend. I'm so amped. Oh, boy. <laughs> Finally. Oh, what? A birthday party? Is this what they're like? I'm immediately calling my mom. See? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I guess you and dad and Uncle Gary and grandma and grandpa and my cousins were wrong. <laughs> I do have a treehouse to go to if I want it. <laughs> yeah, we're coming at you live from the treehouse. I, I mean, this sort of is kind of a... Adult kind of version un- of a treehouse, an underground treehouse, a kind of mole bunker. It's a podcast in the tree. It's yeah, a podcasting studio. Tree. I feel like that's kind of a treehouse for a guy in his thirties. Whoa! That's, you should you should tweet very, that. That's, you get like a hundred k likes bleak, on and it's Kiss also, at the End it's Twitter. It's also correct. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. Kiss at the End Twitter has got some hot girls in it. Mm. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> now look, what's the rest of them like? We don't know. <laughs> I would, I would say it's like 70-30. Yeah, on a pure PFP <laughs> vibes basis. Yeah. You know, what does the inside of their house look like? I, you know, a lot well, of grey stuff. I'm going to go, put a mark What's with all the grey stuff? Oh, we love grey stuff. Aesthetically, morally, culturally. Well, there seems to be a thing. I just want a dressing table that's made out of mirrors. <laughs> I want a dressing table that's made out of mirrors. That that's, sounds great. And I'm not talking about the mirror on the dressing table. I'm no. talking about the rest of I, the dressing I, table. I know, I know what you're well, talking about. I know about. you are. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> giving so, this to the listener. I want, I want, I want a, a dressing table made out of mirrors with a kind of, with a kind of like 
Do cocaine off of any part. Wrapped around it. Also, like a kind of if the dressing skirt. table's made of mirrors, wouldn't you catch horrible angles of yourself at all times? I don't have any horrible angles. That's true. You don't. Mm-hmm. But if I couldn't have a dressing table made of mirrors, oh, no, that's true. One that's of my true. eyes is slightly smaller than the other, and it drives me mad. Is it? That's, yeah, that's my right normal. eye. No one has two eyes that are exactly the same size. I've been looking up like symptoms. <laughs> symptoms what? of symptoms? what? Symptoms. Symptoms for what? You've been, you, you been on like one of those, like, it's like a website of like, you know, fucking 11th grader wisdom. Like, yeah, if your hand is bigger than your face, you have cancer or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. If one of your eyes is slightly bigger than the other, you have cirrhosis of the liver okay, or something. Okay, well, this is what you need to know. Which is the gay one? Well, uh, it's the left, but I think that <laughs> I'm getting one of my eyes taken out, but I need to check which is the gay one first. Uh, the thing is, so I, I the left eye for I the gay like guy. I do like the idea though, that you can go on this thing that the the home cancer test, and it's the that you do it on the on the computer. And it's like okay, you put your hand in front of your face, put in your address, and wait three hours, and one of our technicians will be there to administer the test. That's all right. You just got to keep your hand in front of your face while you wait. They've yeah. got no time to waste. Um. No, I, I, I'm, I've sort of diagnosed myself with a sinus problem on the basis that one of my eyes is marginally smaller than the other. I don't think... I, I th- don't think no. you've got a sinus problem. I right? think human bodies just aren't perfectly I think, symmetrical. I think I've got silent sinus in my right sinus. What silent is silent sinus? sinus? Silent what is that? sinus? That sounds sa- like a member of the Wu-Tang Clan. It <laughs> sounds like a 17th century serial killer. <laughs> yeah, you got you got Ghostface Killer, you got the Ruzza, and then you and got, got silent, silent sinus. sinus. Um, so, uh, basically silent sinus is what happens when one of your eustachian tubes gets like, is too small mm-hmm. and then negative mm. pressure builds in your sinus and like pulls your eye back a little bit. And I'm slightly concerned. I, b- I booked an appointment to get it checked out. I think I might be mad. Man, what are you doing? Yeah. You I think don't we need- could diagnose you with yeah, something. I, could, yeah, I don't think it's silent like, sinus. I'm, like, I'm feeling pretty good about the, uh, about the diagnosis right about now. <laughs> Sorry, can you just be a hand in front of your face for me? <laughs> <laughs> no. We'll send a technician. We'll send a technician. We'll t- uh, if you're a hand and face technician, <laughs> mm-hmm. do, uh, do you can make a lot more money in Australia. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The NHS pays right. to train you up, but then like they don't pay you a good salary, and so we basically pay for a bunch of people to go into Australia and then smack people's hands into their faces. Yeah, Andrew Outlaw. Yeah. That's what he does well, for a, a living. I'm an Australian cancer doctor. <laughs> Bad morning. Oh, slap people in the face. They call me the Onco. <laughs> I can't wait to see the Onco. <laughs> yes, yes, it, you got to preserve the vibe at the Onco. The, be- the, the, the beach Onco. Oh, I'm not a guy, no, but I'll take a look. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so what's with all the... Gr- so, okay, number one, the mirror cabinet, I would be horrified by because I can't Your stop- eyes are the same size. I've been looking at them the whole time you've been speaking. They are the same size. What are you've you talking about? You've been looking right, right in the eye this whole time. There's sexual tension in here. You can cut it with a knife. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Well, especially because of I've my taken off what? like my bottom layers. My bottom yeah. layers of clothes now. Well, your bottom layers. Yeah, my bottom layers. <laughs> you sh- I, you I, meant, the t- I meant like the above bottom the table. Fully, <laughs> Phoebe's fully clothed, but yeah. she's like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, right. that's right. Yeah. Um, I cannot pod unless I have a naked bum on the chair. Mm. That's right. Not not necessarily yours. Just someone. Someone. Someone has to be naked. I don't a care who it is. Bum. Yeah. A naked. A naked bum, comma a. The naked bum. Um, yeah, uh, I, I love I love Leslie Nielsen's brief turn as a porn actor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I feel like I'm I'm just so sort of very aware of all of mm-hmm. like my bad angles and everything right. that needs work. That I feel like if I have a mirror that I'm not expecting, it hits me like a mallet. Everything that needs work. I just love the idea of you going down the gym, being like, "Yeah, you got anything for the for the eye?" 
I'm trying to, I'm trying to IMAX. I'm trying to build up my sinus. At the minute, it's mm. a bit quiet. I want you to make it louder. <laughs> I'm trying to really beef up my right eye. Uh, it's just something I'm so aware of, you know? But you can't see it. Well, I can't see it because I see no, out no, of my no, eye. No, but like, like mm. if someone is looking at you, it is literally imperceptible. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? That's... uh. That, and maybe, you know what, uh, uh, the, the doctor will say something similar. There's nothing wrong with you medically apart from the corner. obvious. Um, <laughs> apart from, you know, the long list of mm-hmm. the obvious. Um, what's with all the grey? It's just a, it's just an aesthetic. And all the mirrored stuff. It's like it's... Uh, Why is there so much mirrored stuff? Well, it's like it's got started by like a particular kind of influencer. I say a particular kind. Oh, they're all the same. Um and but like part of the influencer lifestyle is it has to be as like inoffensive and bland as possible. It's like what like a blue couch is offensive. Apparently, you got to live, laugh, and laugh. Like part, well, blue like, could be okay if it's you know if it's like past like a grayish. Part blue. of the influencer mm. vibe yeah. has to be like living these very kind of like small c conservative suburban lifestyles, but just like in cities. Mm-hmm. Um, so they like quite a lot of them get married quite young. They have kids quite young, and they all decorate their houses in mm. these like. They do a vlog from the harvester. Yeah, their kids. You know, we've seen a vlog from the harvester. We have. We have. That's that you're thinking yeah. of the same one. Who was? Who did the right? vlog from the harvester? Ah, uh, the 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 Essex vlogger family. It's like I a family that name. like sings and does vlogs and like. Okay, you know what? I don't need to know. Went else. to the harvester. They're again. sort of like the Von Trapps, but from Basel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sometimes, you know, say what you like about Bin Laden, but you've got to say that he had a point on some stuff. On he some did, yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. I'm not engaging in ticket <laughs> thinking. I don't agree with everything. Mm-hmm. No, that's right. But some of the things he had to yeah. say for himself. Well, I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Military bases in Saudi Arabia. Not good. All the grey stuff in the influencer houses. <laughs> also he was great. an architectural activist, you know. <laughs> have, I to- have I told you about me and my friend Emma's theory about, um, about Osama? About why he eventually, mm. why he eventually like got caught and gave up the ghost. Why he like stopped being like stopped being so careful. Like he hid for like because he got too into Animal Crossing. No, 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 no. It's because he couldn't go on after Whitney died. <laughs> no, he was just trying is. to commit suicide by seal. That's what I think. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, he went he for that up, gun. He gave up. <laughs> he just coming around. It took him. It took him a while to find out about it because it took him a while for um, mm. for the broadcast to come through. And then when he found out, he was just like, "I've nothing to live for anymore. I can no longer marry Whitney." Yeah, and uh, out he mm. came with his, yeah. you know, arms out. Su- like suicide that. by seal, leaping, leaping off the dock in a big <laughs> sardine costume. <laughs> <laughs> Just end me. Yeah, would a seal attack a human? I bet they would. If they, if, if they're dressed as like a sardine, if you, it's a big sardine. If you started in it. fish oil, if you started it, yeah, <laughs> you said something yeah. about a seal's mum. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you, you started, started the seal it, the seal's gonna it. finish it. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Mm. I have to pee, so okay. excuse me a moment. Talk amongst yourselves, including you, the listener. You could talk amongst yourselves as well. All right, well, Milo, well, I drank a whole can of Diet Coke real fast, real fast. While while Riley is engaging in the time measurement known as the P. Yep, that's right. Why don't, um, you, why don't, we, why don't we, we introduce the episode? We are allegedly discussing season six episode. Uh, that's the wrong bit, isn't it? Sorry. Um, it's season six episode nineteen, the Jimmy, um, and uh, we open with a bit. And uh, fair warning, uh, this is a mildly controversial episode. Mm, that's right. They finally get into who did nine eleven and why. Well, it's a little bit early for that. They uh, they start mm. planning it. In yeah, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Rumsfeld's great there. <laughs> he's opened a flight school yeah. in North Florida. Yeah, yeah. He's chum- He's chummed up with Dick Cheney. He met him in the met him in the sauna. Yeah, 
Ah, oh, Rumsfeld. I miss yeah. Rumsfeld. Do you? Well, I just, I, I miss, <laughs> I mean, I don't miss his politics. What do you politics. miss about Rumsfeld? What I miss about Rumsfeld is the stuff that he used to say. Because mm-hmm. I think he, you know, I, I've always been a big fan of politicians who say weird things. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Bolsonaro. Due to, exactly. Um, and due to it being, well, I think Bolsonaro is more a person who does weird things. I think no, due he to, says weird stuff as well. I'm sure he does, but I think due to the fact that he tends to say those things in Portuguese. And you know what? We this, don't... Is not, this, is, this is not going to be, this is not going to be popular and he's not a good guy. I do not, I do not think he's a good guy. I do not like him. But Netanyahu says some pretty funny stuff. Oh yeah? He's got a. You're never going to meet him. You're never going to meet him. Um, who are you never meeting? Benjamin, Benjamin Netanyahu. Netanyahu. That was the really the last person I would have. <laughs> Expected that you would say. <laughs> and that's because you've not watched enough Alan Park. I thought that you were going to talk about like someone you knew, you know, no. like oh, you're never going to meet Gussie. Licky. Gussie, you're never going to meet the Gussie. Yeah. Um. Well, did you meet Gussie? Uh, no, I didn't meet Gussie. Oh, because you screenshotted a profile. Yeah, I, I never met Gussie because I was too too busy trying to meet Benjamin Netanyahu. Was he on Raya? I don't know. Potentially. Well, I tell you what, I couldn't have screenshotted him. I was already on a warning. <laughs> I'll tell you that. His fucking son's definitely on Raya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Yair man. is for sure on Raya. Probably anno- Probably the most annoying person on Raya. Ryeer, they call him. Um, so Who calls him that? Uh, I don't know. Are, are his friends? Uh-huh. They call him Raya because why? Because he's always on Raya when they're trying to hang out? Yeah. yeah and he's like, hey, come to dinner. And, and, because, then he's it, just and like, because it rhymes with his name. And he's just not really paying attention. Oh, I have a dinner with Gussie. Yeah. Wait, is he Russian? Well, the Israeli accent, it's kind of, it's a bit bordering on Russian because the ethnic makeup of uh, Israel is so overwhelmingly Russian Mm -hmm. or Russian in origin. Yeah. Um, but it's it's hard. It's not the same. It's it's like a kind of. It's, there's obviously some other influences going on there. Different. Um, which I can't I can't get it exactly right. No, you can't get, and that's why Um, you're never going to get a date on Raya. That's right. Well, oh, certainly. Because he can't do an Israeli accent. <laughs> that is the bit. <laughs> that's what they want. Um, listen, my dad's throwing a party, <laughs> and um, we really need someone who can do Ehud Brack. So, <laughs> um, oh, oh, oh. we want someone who can dress up as a woman and um, you know pretend to murder us all. We're all going to pretend to be in the PLO, and um, you've got to laugh like the Count from Sesame Street. Can you do that? Um, so, yeah. Uh, this is a reference to Nate when he was in the army. They had to listen to a talk by Ehud Barak uh-huh. about his various military exploits. And Nate was like, the only way I can describe the way he talked was like the Count from Sesame Street. Okay, well, um, I think the, 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 main, the main takeaway from this, we've got to agree these are not good guys that we're discussing. No, no, no. No, um, I think probably. Milo was just saying that he, miss, he misses Rumsfeld. Yeah, and the reason why I'm I, I miss Rumsfeld, not I'm not Mrs. Rumsfeld. <laughs> no, you um, no, are there a Mrs. Mrs. Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld? <laughs> uh, yes, there is. Um, because at the moment, uh, why I miss Rumsfeld was something of a known unknown. But the re- the reason I miss Rumsfeld is because of the sort of the weird stuff that you, you used to use say. known unknown sort of on purpose in reference to Rumsfeld. Of course, okay, yeah. good, thank you. Uh, look, I'm a professional, Riley. Okay, um, yeah, professional Rumsfeld fan. Yeah, <laughs> just with a big foam finger that says Rumsfeld. Why do you miss yeah. Rumsfeld? I don't. I just routinely. I well, like. Why to, do you miss Rumsfeld? Yeah, I li- I like to think about. Why known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. I just think that's such a fun. That's one of the most fun things a politician has ever said. It makes sense, doesn't it? It kind of does, but it's just such a. It's just such a weird thing to say at a press conference. To like, it's sort of something you would. It's such like tactical speak. Uh-huh. It's like something you would say maybe in a meeting. Yeah, but like it's not like to say it at a press conference is just like you very. You come off weird. 
It's like it's like saying and how do you do to a toddler? Do you know what I mean? It's like oh, yeah, it's just weird. That is a good to be fair. Saying how do you do to a baby or a toddler? Because he would have said how do you do to a toddler. So my my friend who's got so I'm sort of nervous around like mm-hmm. kids. Um, sure. Uh, just because. Why? In case one bites you? Uh, no, it's because I'm like I'm <laughs> Death always my like, kid. I'm sort of. Oh, I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, if people who know me would know I'm a pretty nervous person at the best of times. Um, but just look at his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Only the truly nervous have eyes that are so asymmetrical. <laughs> um, They're not asymmetrical. That was a joke based on the earlier joke. I know. I, 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 I know. So no, it's I'm always nervous around kids just because it's like um, I, I feel like parents are very obviously, quite, you know, rightly so, very concerned with them. And I sort of am like, all right, this is now a high stakes situation, and yeah, I don't necessarily concern. This is now kind of a high stakes situation, mm. and I'm not confident that I like, you know, know how to act in a way that's going to basically like delight a child. I find them very foreign to <laughs> you've me. You've got to Riley, you've got to delight this child. <laughs> if you don't delight this child in the next fifteen seconds, <laughs> my heart's gonna literally fucking explode. And so I get so nervous. That I I just sort of say good evening to children like yeah no that no that's no that's that's how you delight a child and, and this toddler's like but Riley it is morning <laughs> it is it is scarcely eleven thirty my good man uh, and so I, could like, I interest you in a rather amusing natural wine <laughs> my my friend you, you could <laughs> do you have anything that would pair with a rusk <laughs> um so my my friends uh, were in town from New York with their very small daughter um. And I was twenty five. She's just diminutive. <laughs> she's just really, she's really petite. Four foot seven. Sort of preverbal. Sort of to- mm. toddling around, but pre mostly preverbal. Mm. Like making noise, burbling mostly. Oh, sort of like an influencer. How, <laughs> how old is she? I, I could a, a year and a maybe eighteen months. Because I could like I could talk before I could okay, walk. Okay, then maybe younger than eighteen months. Mm. She's not doing much walking. She's sort of rolling. I, I feel around. like we shouldn't be measuring children on the example of Phoebe Roy, <laughs> a girl who made a puppet of John Major, right. age five. Look, uh, six. I was six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were it. You started off. I was. W- I was way ahead. You of started the off with something girls. a bit easier at age five, like Michael Heseltine. Yeah. Less angular. Precisely. Oh. <laughs> He's an easy puppet. Yeah. Uh, basically, makes himself no. Um, and so a straightforward Arthur Scargill at age five. <laughs> Uh, no. To be fair, Arthur Scargill's probably quite a, quite a good subject for puppet making. He has a particular <laughs> kind of You face. hear that, Scargill? <laughs> you hear that, Scargill? You've been called out. Um, I, I'd like you an could Arthur. Have him, you could have him popping out of a mine shaft, couldn't I'd you? I'd like you a Scargill puppet. That would be yeah. all right. Listeners, mm. make a Scargill puppet and find Phoebe's address and send it to her. Do not find my address, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do not find Phoebe's address. Uh, find my address and I'll give it to Phoebe. Um, you know, so basically, so uh, almost, not, almost out of like... A little bit of just you know, nervousness. Do I then say good evening? Mm. So, and 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 um and 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 and, and say things like uh, because I'd sort of, people are sort of talking to and interacting with the baby. Ah, oh, um, the Nasdaq, huh? And and so I'm just like, so, so are you enjoying the pub? You know what a good thing to do to do to ask a baby is to ask them what they do. I or um I think that one of the funniest questions you can ask a baby is um so where are you based? <laughs> How's life treating you so far? <laughs> Ah, uh, the rat race, huh? <laughs> you know, it, uh, the thing is, it's I, I do it because it's not entirely out of nervousness, right? It's, How'd you get it? Which roads? It's more like because it's you know I'm I'm not such a I'm not such a strange person. I'm completely sort of you know I'm, I'm paralyzed by children, mm. but rather, um, it, it's because I retreat. I'm sort of retreating to something I think is very funny. 
Why does this this podcast increasingly feels like an interview with a police psychologist? (laughs) (laughs) I suppose from an early age, children have always made me nervous. Because, you know, what are they going to say? You you don't know! And you don't know what to say to them. We don't have a lot lot of interests in common. Well, welcome to Mindhunter with Riley Quinn. (laughs) I just feel like we don't Mm. have a lot of interests in common, you know? What, you and a child? Yeah, I don't know what we talk about. Uh, Tits? (laughs) That's true. That's an interesting yeah. comment. There you go. You both like tits. Oh, you have a uh, sucked on a woman's tit, presumably. I, I, that's hardly appropriate for a child. Oh, it's, it's, I'd, I would argue it's more appropriate for a child, actually. Well, We're it, the perverts. Than any of my interests. Like, hey, you, what do you think of Burgundy, for example? You know, they don't really have much to say on that the, subject. The region or the wine? Both. Yeah, it's sort of in reference the to color. both, really. I guess you get Shade of red. milk from Burgundy. Yeah. Well, you think it'd be different? They've got cows in Burgundy. Well, weirdly, mm. you the actually- Burgundian cow. You do get different- mm. char- The noble Burgundian cow. Well, no, no right. you joke, but Red you milk. get different characteristics of cheese based on where the cattle are grazed and at what time mm. of day. So, like, for example, uh, Morbier, which is a French cheese, it has a Quebecois equivalent <laughs> Morbier called- Morbier is French Morbius. <laughs> the summer of Morbier. <laughs> I, I would love the summer of Morbier. I'm it's so good. I'm a kind of vampire. <laughs> Um, no, it's uh, it's Morbier time. So, it's only Morbier if it is from the Morbier regional front. No, that's just true. Uh, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it is just sparkling Jared Leto. Well, it's not sparkling, is it? It's a cheese. You can have a sparkling cheese. Why not? You could make, well, yeah, you, I guess you could. There are others. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, no, so with, with Morbier and Douanier, it's Quebecois equivalent, um, the cows are milked twice in the day, once at the beginning of the day, after having grazed a one fresh pasture, and then once towards the end of the day, and then the two layers are separated by a layer of ash. Um, and so then what happens is you get a layer cheese. of ash. Yeah, edible ash, and the cheese tastes edible ash. Yeah, edible what ash makes ash edible. You eat ash? Not usually. Yeah, edible ash is really nice. I'm not sorry. I'm not. I. I. Not, you know, normally I don't support support him and his ramblings, but um, uh-huh. unfortunately on this occasion he is correct. I know. I. It's it, that isn't even the issue I'm taking here. The issue I'm taking here is how do you manufacture edible ash? Like from what? Burning well, edible things? Well, like how? All, do, what no, defines edible normal ash? All ash. All ash is edible <laughs> if you have the right attitude. It's a yeah. thin layer of ash. It's not a lot of yeah, ash. It's, yeah, it's not like kind of... You don't like choke it down. Morbier is not a dry and sort unpleasant like, cheese. Like it's not blur, like it has like a lot of ash Like kind of out kind of like dust right. clouds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not like you're, you know, like a starving cat from like a cartoon coughing out some ash. Um, I mostly eat ash. Uh, no, so then it tastes rather stronger on the bottom and sort of lighter on top. Oh. Separated by a layer of ash. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, he's not he's not making this up regrettably. Well, um we are talking about we season do open six with a bit, yeah. Episode nineteen the Jimmy. We open with a bit where Jerry is going in on saying it's had it far too easy for too long. Um the concept of buying shoes, that's right. He's not happy one little bit no. about this. No, he's not happy about the way in which we buy shoes. He's taking a particular issue with uh the little mirror uh-huh. at, at shoe height. Hey, you know what? Catch a weird angle in that little mirror. Mm. Get a weird you angle can, in your own yeah, neck. You're you know? like, oh no, my my eyes are different sizes. You have to start making diagnoses. Yeah, that's mm. right. Maybe it's so that the clown from it can admire your shoes before he eats you. Maybe. Do you think the clown from it is eating people on a sort of crap check basis? Yeah. Like if he thinks the shoes aren't good enough, then he can then see what, he you. punishes you by eating you. Or the other mm. way around. If he likes your shoes, then you attract his attention. Yeah. And mm. then he's more likely I- to. Rich out and grab ya. I think the fun one is that if he doesn't, it's it's like if your heart is le- heavier than a feather, then you're devoured, um, and you don't get to go to the land of reeds. 
if the, you have too good, if you have bad shoes, then you know that's uh, you know the rest. Uh, the idea of the land, the land of reeds. You get there, and it's just like <laughs> Oliver Reed, Mike Reed. Well, that was that was a know any other reeds? Alex Reed. Alex Reed, yeah, the cage fighter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He should be there. He's still alive, but you know. I think he is still alive. Yeah. Oh right. So oh yeah. Huh. Because, the living reeds. Yeah, the living yeah. reeds. Is Reed so Elsevier. So you have to think of some dead reeds as well. The publisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reed Elsevier. Reed Elsevier. Yeah, that's yeah. one. Um, Dwayne Reed, the pharmacy. What? Is, it, is, that, well, name, is like that named after an actual guy called Dwayne? No, Dwayne Reed is named after two streets in New York. And I actually, I, I once, I once went to Spokane for like a, a gifted program. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I th- always thought it was Spokane. Maybe it is. Okay. I think it might be Spokane. I think I've had. No, 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 no. I'm sure that's right. I just, I just never heard anyone say it. I, I went to Spoke. I went to. There was. A, and I'm, bear in mind, I grew up near Toronto. There was some kind of a gifted extension program in Spokane. Yeah, for children with asymmetric eyes. <laughs> and um, I, I wanted to buy some. Like, I, I didn't bring all of my like toiletries with me. I wanted to go to a pharmacy while I was there, and so I asked them where the Dwayne Reed was. And as it would happen. Dwayne Reed's only in New York City. Basically, only in Manhattan. Oh. Yeah. I like the idea that you had a specific brand of pharmacy that you were looking to go to. Riley, even from a young age, has always been fundamentally Riley. <laughs> Number <laughs> so one. I shall visit to that particular pharmacy again. Number one, that's fun- 100% true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the caliber of their pastes um, and pustules. <laughs> pustules? No, no, not pustules. No, thank you. Unduents. Yeah, yeah unguent anointment. Poultices. Oh, yeah, I'm poultices. sorry, you're still trying to get yeah. through the stand-up bit at the beginning. Yeah, I'll shut yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. You go ahead. Uh, Talking about this, the world's least controversial episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, where he's just mad at shoes. Yeah, he's just suggesting that the mirror doesn't give you a good angle on the shoes, but I, I, I think this I, is... I, I sort of get what he means. You want to know what a shoe what a shoe likes, looks like with like the rest of your clothes. You yeah, don't want to look see what they look like in isolation. It's like mm. getting a picture of just like of just a dick. You need, yeah. you need some you need some artistic You're like, content. Well, how is this going to help me buy a shoe? It's not, this is not going to help me at all. Wait, this is your dick with the shoe. Is one yeah. of your balls bigger than the other? Oh, mate, you need to go to the doctor. You might have silent ball. <laughs> you might have silent, silent ball, ball, yeah. Jay and silent ball. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, good. Yeah, I like the idea of like the, the shoes positioned artfully on either side of the dick, so it looks like the the shoes are your balls. Or that your balls are wearing the shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should be able to get shoes for your balls. That's what I think. Well, like those little ones that toddlers wear. I'm an MRA wear. now. And I think you should be able to get little soft shoes for your, like a for couple, your balls. Like a couple of those like baby high tops. <laughs> yeah. And just exactly. fast. Rick, Rick Owens now offers a pair of kids geo baskets. Oh, no. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Maybe that's what you could have in common with a child. <laughs> Do you have the the 2021 <laughs> drop of the kids geo baskets? I could wear mine, mine, and we could like compare them. I think if you buy a child a pair of Rick Owens trainers, you should have that child taken away by social services. He does say one thing in the bit, which okay. I think is quite good, which is that everyone develops forgets how to walk when they are in a shoe shop, mm. and they do the weird kind of like lock kneed zombie walk. Because that's walk. true. You do do mm. that. Yeah, I exaggerate my walk in a shoe shop because I'm trying on purpose to walk normal. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking so much about it that I'm doing not. I'm you walk doing, like I'm, a guy in a musical. Well, no, I'm walking like the game Quop when I'm in a shoe shop. I'm trying really thinking about where my knee is. The game Quop. Quop. Q W O P. Do you normally do shoe shopping while Quop. on ketamine? Quop. Normally, no. <laughs> not normally. I have done. Don't get me wrong. I have done. That might be. A, that might be a good context. 
I buy quite a few shoes on the internet. I suppose. Yeah, maybe if you're on maybe if you're on cat and buying shoes, the two weird walks cancel each other out, and you yeah, just and walk you're walk totally regular. normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, if you want to maintain, and you're like on cat in a mall, I guess, and mm. you don't want anyone to know that you're fucked up. The thing to do is be walking in some shoes, and you're mm. trying trying shoes. Yeah, but don't leave the store. Idea for a retail concept, which is just cat and shoes. Yeah, well, mm. you know what, burger and lobster. Yep. Um, you know, they did that. Geo Bus Cat. Yep. Uh huh. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Very good. When I was in uh when I was in Berlin, I was wearing my geo baskets to one of its many fine clubs. Mm. And then some like nineteen year olds were like, Oh my god, cool geo baskets. Geo baskets. <laughs> call them geo baskets. Yeah. <laughs> and that weirdly, and that is really what the other kids what, at school what we call them, them as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so uh, let, let's do a rundown. Of this. Should we? Should we do? Should we do the uh, just saying yeah, what yeah. each of their storylines are? Um, uh, George's George's plotline is pretty easy. Uh, <clears throat> they're all at the health club at the beginning, and uh, George is sweaty and he has to go to a meeting. And they're like, "But didn't you take a shower?" And he's like, "Yeah, but it didn't take." I'm gonna That's happened you. to me before. Yeah, no, this is a re- this is a real phenomenon. Yeah, uh, that is a funny concept. The shower didn't. Yeah, take. this total it has completely happened to me before. Yeah, no, it's happened it's to me happened. as well. There's, there's one time after I remember this very distinctly, like it was yesterday in Canada, mm-hmm. and I was supposed to go to dinner, and I had just gone for a really intense run, mm-hmm. and it was it gets really hot in the summer in Toronto, mm-hmm. um, and I had showered, um, and I was in, I left, and I just kept sweating bullets. And I went for increasingly colder showers, but I just wouldn't stop sweating. I missed the dinner. Oh no! You were were just fearful of the sweat. (laughs) I know. I've definitely had. I've definitely had this happen to me. Mm. Well, this I is guess something for you to look forward really to, isn't it, Milo? This is the thing. I'm not. I'm not a big sweater either, and that's mm. why I was so no, you're surprised. A <laughs> Right. Well. Um. So. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> any any more sweat so observations George, before we George move on? George goes to a meeting at the Yankees where they're talking about how a bunch of like various equipment has been stolen, and they're like, and we need to find out who it is. And George is like sweating through the meeting, sort of making him look guilty because he's sweating from the thing. And then um, later on, <clears throat> um, his boss notices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then later on, his boss comes in to ask him about it again. And he's sweating again because he's eaten some hot Kung Pao chicken. Mm-hmm. And his boss takes this as evidence that he's been lying. A classic line. It was the Kung Pao. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> characters in Seinfeld like just not quite explaining. Mm. <laughs> and just saying something weird. <laughs> I feel it like makes it sound like you've been hit by a brick. <laughs> like it was the Kung Pao. I feel like, you know... Something which doesn't serve to illuminate illuminate the situation at all, but to their ears, this sounds like an explanation. It also sounds quite funny. And that is a situation where I would sweat. If I was eating some very spicy food, mm-hmm. yeah. That, I was relating to George Harder there. Okay. I could go for some really spicy food for dinner tonight if you want to have dinner. Ooh. Ooh. Uh-huh. Like really spicy. I could, yeah, I could go for some spicy. Like a vindaloo. I was thinking more some spicy Chinese, really. It gets like, like from like Xi'an element or whatever and get the... um. Like uh, chili chicken? Mm, the Xi'an element. Yeah, great. The element of Xi'an. Right. So this, anyway. has been, this has been dinner planning. <laughs> this has been dinner planning. Dinner anyway, corner. So um, what was I going to say? You were going to say yeah, so that, that, that's George's plot That's line. George's plot line, basically. basically. Yeah. And George's plot line gets resolved in a way that only makes sense if we explain the other plot lines. Yeah. All of the plot lines revolve around the health club, basically. Um, Jerry... Uh, Kramer and Co and George are all at the health club at the beginning and they've been playing basketball with this guy called Jimmy who talks about himself in the third person mm-hmm. um, and he is very good at basketball mm-hmm. 
And uh, he claims the reason why he's so good at basketball is because he has these sort of weird, like, orthopedic shoes that he uses to train his muscles. Yeah, they're kind of like, they're like kind of, um, they've got like a weird kind of sort of stand on them, like a kind of 50s television. Yeah, they look a bit like, um, like a kind of like, Star Wars. They, they look like they look like something that Riley would send me and say, "Look at these; they're only five hundred pounds." I'm actually going to show yeah. you, <laughs> and I would try and talk him out of getting them successfully. To be fair, um, Rick very Owens, persuasive, folks. Here we go. Yes, I am. This is the Adidas Rick Owens from like six years ago. Oh yeah, very similar. Yeah, yeah. The hideous. joke, the joke shoe from Seinfeld. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely you know what, hideous. Adjusting, adjusting for Rick Owens, I've seen much worse. Oh, I've definitely seen much worse, but those are still hideous. That kind of fundamentally looks like a pair of trainers, which most Rick Owens shoes, you couldn't really say that. Well, I think I think a lot of them look pretty. Let's not have this conversation. On my <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know those shoes that I, that I really don't like? I don't like the toe running trainers. I think, they're, I think they no are one likes those. not of... Literally nobody mm. likes my, my ex-girlfriend not of this was really into those. Divinity. Um, but not as a fashion statement, but because uh, she discovered that in those she could like run like 15 miles and just not hurt afterwards. Really? really? Apparently they are for a certain, if you have a certain type of gait, because mm. they, they have a special type of sole, like the specifically like the Vibram without, ones. I can't run sort of for any great distance without hurting my knee because of iliotibial band issues. Because what? Issues with my IT band. Oh, with your iliotibial band. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the so IT band that, that uh, Graham yeah. Linehan uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, sitcom from. Yeah, it's, uh, it's mostly just about uh, Daryl Breen being like, oh, I, oh wait, no, not Daryl Breen. What's the one? David O'Doherty. David O'Doherty. Yeah. Chris O'Dowd. Yeah, Chris O'Dowd. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I don't know why I repeated that, and I was like, wait, no, that's not him either. <laughs> that was no, that was really nice. That showed good improv <laughs> skills. Just being like, yeah, that's what he's called. Why not? <laughs> it's, it, it's plausible that David O'Doherty makes a guest appearance in it, but I, I now I now can't think that I've he no does. Idea. No. Mm-hmm. I've no yeah, idea. And Richard Iwade. Yeah, well, you know, it's a show about how it hurts. If you run for more than two or three kilometers at any pace, your knee starts to hurt. That's right. That is primarily what the show It's related to how My knee. <laughs> it's related to... That's a good Iwade. That's a great Iwade. even keeping that. Well, I guess you don't have to use it very often. when he's acting. That's how he talks. It's not really how Iowardi talks in real life, but almost every character he's ever played has that voice. That is superb. Well Thank done. You. <laughs> that gets the Roy stamp of approval, that does. Yeah. <laughs> Dean Lerner, the IT crowd guy, Moss, that's his name, isn't it? Yeah. You know what? what? I think that Dean uh, I think that uh Dean Lerner was extremely underrated. Oh, very it funny. It was a really, really good spin off. Or thought. my ass is grass. Yeah, no, no, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, I, s- I went. I went. To, I went to see Man to Man with Dean Lerner being filmed, oh. and uh, Rich Dwyer said he liked my trailers because uh, he's actually the thing from it. He's mm. actually the thing from it. Yeah. Um, they were <laughs> they were these limited edition Batman Converse. Oh wow! Which I don't know why. After I you said limited what... edition, I really didn't. I thought you were going to say like a limited edition, like one we're of. We're 50. digging into Phoebe's nerd era here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Here was my here 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 was my here was my position at the time. Mm-hmm. I have never, apart from the original Tim Burton films, which I maintain are very good. Okay, mm-hmm. I was never a particular comic book or superhero head mm-hmm. because I've had sex. Cool. So at least once. At least once, mm-hmm. and I can prove it. I've People got, are arguing I've got tapes. for upwards of four. I've got tapes, so. 
but so they you got compromise on yourself. I got compromise on myself mm. exactly, and they, but they came out with these like with these yeah these Batman print limited edition Converse, and because they didn't do them in adult sizes, I thought as like a kind of flex, I would get a pair because like, I can. What you'd wear kids' shoes on purpose? Yeah. Okay. It felt like a flex at the time. I don't think it was a flex. It wasn't a flex. No. But has Richard Ayade ever said that he likes your geo baskets? No, he has not. Like he probably would if we uh, met. That's what you reckon. What if I met him in a Berlin club? What would that sound like? Riley. <laughs> I love your geo basket. I'm taking a break from all of the gay sex that's happening in the vicinity just to say, lovely geo baskets. You've got to say it, geo baskets. Or as they're calling them here, geo baskets. <laughs> That's a really good Iowani. It's, so it's, so it's such a good Iowani impression. There yeah. you go. Well, congratulations on the fantastic Iowani. If you've never seen Man to Man with Dean Lerner listeners, uh, uh, look it up. Look it out because it's really very look funny. It out, says look, it <laughs> look it out. Look it out. Look it out. Look it out. Um, well, I was going to say look it up, but then I thought like, check it out. Man of Man of Dean Lerner. Let it out. Das ist ein sehr cool Teleshow. Jesus Christ, okay, alright. Oh, dein Geobasket ist sehr cool. Du bist ausgedrippt heute. What are the rest of the gang up to this episode? Mit den Zweig. Right, so... Um, but yeah, he's got these He's got these ridiculous trainers. These yeah, and they're like of his own trainers. design or something, and he's like, or he's selling them. We've managed to go almost the full hour well, avoiding... The sticky subject of this episode. Uh, yeah, we have, and uh, mm. so let's 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 dive into that. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Be- be- so. Oh yeah. Before we talk about the sticky subject of this episode, may I add the context in which I watched it? Yes. Right. Which is that I had a friend over for lunch who had never seen Seinfeld before. Riley wants. Uh, yeah, I'd to lunch be made at clear house. at this point that uh, he has friends who are not me or Milo. Right, at least one. At other least one. one other friend. He's yeah. got the compromise. And she said, "Vol, Riley, your <laughs> your gale baskets." Okay, so this is the first episode that she's ever seen, ever. allegedly. Uh-huh. Which, like, honestly, I'm Vos not. I'm Seinfeld. not happy with it. Uh-huh. Not happy with it. Yeah. Um. Uh. So. Uh, and then I was like, "Hey, um, I'm gonna go record a Seinfeld podcast. I have to watch an episode of Seinfeld." And she was like, "Weirdly enough, I've never seen an episode of Seinfeld." Um. And uh, uh, uh then. I was like, well, check it out. I'm going to watch it now and then cycle down. Uh, and so let me put it on. And then uh, this is the episode that uh, she was introduced to Seinfeld. Yeah, this is regrettable. When, it's yeah, regrettable. It's regrettable. I, I don't think that we're going to be able to get her back with the contest or the switch or the puffy shirt or the limo. Okay. I don't, I don't think we're going to be with, with, with the all timers. Well, I'll, I'll have to learn to live with that. <laughs> I suppose <laughs> as ambassadors that, that, of the show, that, Seinfeld. That, that, that's fine. I don't. Yeah, we're feel, on the payroll. I, you know what? Like, um, I feel like I want. I, I feel like I've misrepresented Seinfeld to this person, and would like to like be like, look, this was regrettable. Yeah, there are others. There are others which are less regrettable. Yeah. See, this is the thing. As I was saying earlier about Bin Laden, <laughs> I do not subscribe to Adorno's ticket thinking. We don't have to support every single thing that this show does. It's True. not something we got to do. We're not required to do that. Um. Anyway, so we're kind of a lane there. There's also know, there's also this uh, this charity gig going on, which is kind of. Elaine's plotline, I guess, sort of. It's it's sort of where a few of them converge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elaine doesn't really get anything proper to do in this episode. Well, yeah. she's you know trying to get a date. 
I know. Yeah, so there's like a kind of there's a, there's a sort of a charity a charity event for the disabled going on. That's kind of in the background of, of the episode. But it's very specifically it's very specifically for adults with learning disabilities who are like able to who are able to live independently and don't and it, who don't necessarily have physical disabilities. That's right, isn't it? Podcasters. Yes, that's um, right. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know how Elaine is raising money for us. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Elaine is donating it's to our Patreon, Patreon dinner. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Patreon dinner. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and so Elaine is trying to hit on a handsome man at the gym, um, and she can't get his attention. So she she ends up talking to Jimmy, and because Jimmy talks about himself in the third person, she thinks that Jimmy is the other guy, and that Jimmy is setting him setting her up with him. When in fact, what Jimmy is doing is organizing a date with Elaine. Um, and mm. she also um, she also says that uh, she tries to get someone to go with her to this benefit because Mel Torme, the Velvet Fog, the Velvet Fog is is going to be is going to be playing. Is this, is this a real guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know Mel Torme, real guy. And you, know real the, and you know the weirdest thing mm-hmm. uh, was that I was real fog. <laughs> I was I was I was I was I was chilling out. And what do you do when you chill out? Obviously, you listen to the Don't Worry Darling soundtrack. And Mel Torme said he liked your shoes. Mel Torme showed up. He, what? He appeared out of the fucking sewer and oh. was like, I like your shoes. And he bit me on the leg. Um, <laughs> I think Mel Torme's dead now, actually. Yeah. And so we like about the, him. the velvet fog is now velvet dust. It's sad. That's just sad. It's ashes sad. to ashes, <laughs> fog to fog. Yeah. But Mel Torme is, features on the soundtrack a number of times. And uh, it's just quite a weird coincidence. Hmm. Hmm. I, probably, I probably have not thought about Mel Torme and maybe like, since the last time I saw this episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. And then just two two mentions in the same day. Weirdly, I haven't thought of Mel Torme ever since my family was murdered by that group of German left-wing insurrectionists. The Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. Oh, I see. Oh, right, I see. <laughs> I minute, thought you were referencing like, something in the past of Mel Torme. Yeah, that I, neither thought you were, I thought you were saying that's what happened to Mel Torme. Mel Torme yeah. was killed by the Bader-Meinhof. Yeah. Weirdly, there was also a group of German leftist terrorists called the Velvet Fog. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's a sick name for yeah. a group of leftist it is, terrorists. Good, hey, yeah. um, Better than the Red Army faction, which yeah. is a bit obvious. Although, to uh, whichever of your listeners has just randomly heard about the Bader-Meinhof group earlier today... Hey, isn't that weird? You're hearing about it here now too. <laughs> yeah, come so on, that's weird. Hello to Tom Walker. Tom Walker, yeah. friend of the show. Mm. Yeah, uh, Tom Walker. Uh, check out the Gerhard Richter photographs of the Bader-Meinhof group. Very unusual, slightly unsettling. Yeah. Well, there you know, you know, you the, you know the other song that is on the weirdly is a is a song by uh, the Weather Girls, uh, like the Weathermen. Oh yeah. Mm. It, there's not a Weather Girls song. It's all sixty music. Um, right. You know what? That didn't. What are the quite, What are the Weather quite, Girls? The Weather Girls. They're a band. The Weather Girls did. It's raining men. The Weather Men are leftist terrorist organization. Oh, that's fun. Wait, yeah. were the Weather Men a terrorist? Yeah. Band? Well, they know that. Well, they, sort of. Not I really thought terrorist. they were another band. No, they just. They just. I think they bombed they, empty buildings. I don't think uh, they. No, killed. they definitely killed some people. Did they? I think. I think I'm pretty sure the Weather Men killed some people. I'm. They were trying to get Michael Fish. For <laughs> <sake>. <laughs> um. Yeah. You think you're yeah, saying they, they won't be an hurricane? They uh they said that the attacks were preceded by evacuation warnings. Yeah, but I think they I think that I definitely think like it was at sort least of like one the meteorological IRA. <laughs> the meteorological IRA. Yeah, they just wanted to get Thatcher. Yeah. I, I look. I don't remember. Maybe they did. I don't remember either. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. You got the weather girls. You got Martha Reeve and the Vandellas. Yeah, you know you what? Got the waitresses. Like, make your own connections. I'm very tired. 
Yeah, uh, get, just, your, get your red string out. It's December. Make a jolly don't, mess. Don't, don't, don't make me make jokes that make any kind of sense. Mm-hmm. Well, the waitress is very December. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Good, good Christmas song. What Christmas wrapping? Yeah, mm. is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah it's called. Is it? Is it? Yeah. No. It's the one where it's like it's almost like nothing. a rap. I got nothing. It's like the 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 choruses are basically just brass, yeah. and the verses are just going. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This year, I can't remember. Nothing. I quite often get this feeling with Riley that I've actually made something up or hallucinated it, and I'm just Mm. telling him about it. But honestly, this is a real song. I'm sure it is. It's just. It's not the best one. I don't know. It's not. You think it's not the best song? It's unusual in the in the ranks of because it's kind of like all the verses are just like her just like rambling about stuff like the like oh. I was in the store and, the, and there was a guy there. And, you know, and like, it's sort of like very like, it's kind of, it's a very like avant-garde kind of song for a Christmas song. Mm-hmm. You can't beat Santa Baby. That's my position. Santa Baby is my favourite. Baby favorite. Santa. Yeah. Sequel baby to the Boss Santa. Baby. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Do you want to do anything more with that or are you uh, I don't just going to leave it dangling in the Shall ether? Shall we go into the fourth minute of this episode? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So anyway, that's... That's kind of what, what Elaine's up to. She ends up taking Jimmy to the event in the end. Well, she seems charmed by Jimmy. Well, mm-hmm. I think once she finds out the guy she was after is gay. Yeah, and then she's like, no, not doing that again, which is a little callback to a previous just a little, episode. Just a little callback. Um, and meanwhile, uh, Jerry and Kramer both have to go and see Tim Watley, the dentist, played by Brian Cranston, mm-hmm. making yet another appearance. And... Um, Jerry. Tooth botherer Tim Watley. That's right. Yeah, you all know the views about dentists on this show. And um, Jerry has to go back and have a cavity filled. Mm -hmm. Because he's always eating sweets. Yeah, that's right. And cereal. He he discovered that Tim Watley has just a copy of Penthouse Mm -hmm. out in his office, which is not. He's a sex dentist. Yeah. 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 You don't want that. No. You don't want a guy bothering your teeth (laughs) sexually. Hey, I mean, again, another deeply sort of. I'd say troubling um, didn't particularly age well implication of this show. Yeah, it's like, it's, I think, honestly, I think this storyline is quite funny, but I can't imagine what they were thinking when they wrote it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, 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 the idea of a sexy dentist is quite funny. I went on a few days with a sexy dentist one. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I don't think she did anything improprietous with her patients. I was not a patient. I should yeah. clarify that. You I, don't want, I, don't want to do, I don't want to professionally disparage her in any you way. Didn't, you didn't meet, meet while you had your... <laughs> Wait, have I told you about my brass hygienist? What, no, your brass hygienist was no, a statue. So. No, yeah. like a robot. <laughs> yeah, like he's, a st- for good luck. he's a statue. I rub her nose every time I go out. <laughs> no, it's just my hygienist, who is in the in the Essex sense, mm-hmm. um, who uh, like she loves just like like telling me like gossip, but with a load of tools in my mouth. Um, and uh, one time she's just going like she's like, well, my teenage son, he's a bit of a nightmare. She's like, you know. The other night, I'm going up there to like, you know, I'm getting him to tidy his room, and I bang, I bang on the door, and I'm like, "Look, you've got to tidy your room." And then he's like, "Oh, fuck off, mum." And then as I'm leaving, I can hear him on the phone going, "No, it's just that saggy tit bitch again." I went back <laughs> in now, and I went, first of all, she's gesturing to her tits. This ain't saggy." <laughs> and I'm just like, Okay. <laughs> Are you well, asking my opinion on a tits? Or... Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I mean, it's it's also like if you're a dental hygienist, you really should be a very forceful storyteller because if you need yeah. responses to stuff you're saying, you're not going to get good ones. Yeah, you got to be you got to be like a London open mic comedian. You got to forge ahead. Yeah. <laughs> despite a lack. Despite of despite a lack of response. Yeah. This is why there are no Jewish dental hygienists because like we we cannot we cannot just like have silenced the other end. You have to have someone like doing active listening. Otherwise we're like, what? What the fuck? You're not listening? Why aren't you listening to me? And then it's a disaster. Yeah, of course. Can't do that. Can't do that. That's right. Yeah. So That's that's why you can have Jewish dentists but not Jewish hygienists. Just in case you were making notes. (laughs) Just in case you were listening to this show and you had a little spreadsheet of what Jews might be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Just in case you were wondering... Hygienist in the no column. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Dentist in the yes column. Yeah. Yeah. Making sitcoms in the yes column. In the yes Mm. column. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, What else is in the yes column, (laughs) Milo? You want to list a few of the other ones? Clowning. No column. No column for clowns. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, Dope. Cat skills comedy, however, hard yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the main, that's the main one. That's the main one, yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad we've Philippe, got that covered. Philippe Gaulier <laughs> voicing his opinion on why you can't have a Jewish clown. <laughs> video <laughs> video cut after 35 seconds. <laughs> Hillary Clinton nodding nervously. <laughs> why is Hillary Clinton there? Have you not seen the video of Hillary Clinton talking to Philippe Gaulier and he's telling her why women aren't funny? <laughs> or why, rather why they can't be a clown specifically. And she's just like having to be polite because it's like on camera, and he's just kind of going like, "The way a woman maybe can be funny, but not not a clown." So I don't know whether to take umbrage at this or not because, like, while I while I would like to kind of you know bristle in defence of my of my of my fellow women, also I don't think women should be clowns because I don't think anyone should be be a clown. Yeah, exactly. And so on that basis, it just becomes very funny because it's just yeah. a, a French man who's like, 150 years old. I don't, think, I don't old. think women should be arms dealers. Yeah, that's right. Because I don't think anyone should be an arms dealer. Do you understand the yeah, point I'm making so. here? Yeah. Well, yeah. Jewish people can't be arms dealers because you need an active response. Yeah, that's true. That's you, can't right. just, you, can't just, you can't just send a drone and bomb someone. No, no, no. You need to make sure that they're listening. You need to nod you need and to, say, uh-huh, You need them to sort uh-huh. of like, you know. Oh, what? Really? Sort of like, sort of oh, say, she said oh, what? what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah, no, that's what you that's uh. what you need. So like <laughs> like you're a spy listening in on an arms deal and you just say, anyway, so I said, first of all, this ain't sagging. No, if you're a Jewish person you want to commit a war crime, you've got to do it face to face, regrettably. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um I am allowed to say that, mm-hmm, just to be mm-hmm. clear. And Riley, as far as we know, is also allowed to say it. That is very much. A, <laughs> to be fair, I I this, to cut this out unfortunately, but uh, said the same thing today because she was like, "You have such a go bag mentality." You have such a what mentality? I'm always preparing for anything to go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, I, like, like I've just sort of like, for example, because second I, I thought she meant you had like a securing the bag mentality. No, 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 no. I'm just sort of I'm constantly <laughs> making plans for like anything to go wrong, and all, all I have all my contingency plans for everything. What, do you have general anxiety disorder or are you just Jewish? Yeah. yeah. Are you simply Jewish? Yeah. Um, well, anyway, no. J- Jewish people are always worrying about whether their eyes are the same size. <laughs> North, Amer- North American Jewish specifically, I think. Mm. The rest of the diaspora are a bit tougher. <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Regret mm. to inform you. <laughs> a little bit tougher. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, Jerry, 
uh, has to go back to the dentist, and he's just sort of slightly unnerved at the the general sexy goings on, mm. in the, the the sexual tension sexy between dentist. Watley and the and Shouldn't the hygienist have a sexy dentist. and the hot and the hot hygienist. Yeah, and then he wakes up and he discovers that they're kind of putting their clothes back on or sort of refasting their clothes. He's also they give him nos. Is this a nineteenth century common. dentist? I think that's pretty common in the nineties. Yeah, I think. Or at it least was. It, you know what it was. It was just common. A it high. was common among people who are writing comedy in the '90s who grew up in the '70s. Yeah, mm. maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like isn't Nos really dangerous as an anesthetic? Well, I mean, all those teenagers do it in the park. Yeah, but yeah. doesn't it and like they're fine. Kill your brain cells. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're fine. Yeah, that's why. Than that's anybody. why they're all growing up and decorating their houses entirely in grey because mm. they've killed all their brain cells with the Nos. Um, and uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Kramer, <laughs> Kramer also goes to the dentist. They leave him whacked up on Novocaine. And he is uh he still has a numb mouth, so he's talking funny. And he's also wearing the the shoes that Jimmy produces, which look like orthopedic shoes. Yeah, Costanza's also going in gonna go into business with Jimmy to um to import these shoes because Jimmy's not very tall. Jimmy is a short king, and so Costanza is re- is like really into the idea of being able to like work, like build up his muscles so that he can also dunk because Jimmy can dunk. Mm-hmm. Mm. He's a big jumper. He's a big jumper. Yeah, Jimmy likes to jump. Jimmy likes to jump. He does. Um, and so yeah, and then this leads to a series of misunderstandings where eventually, what? like, come on, uh, in Seinfeld, crazy, where some guy who's getting into a taxi. Uh, gives it to Kramer because he believes that Kramer is disabled because Kramer is kind of slurring his words and dribbling because he has a numb mouth. And this is the, we have, like, we, like, okay. I think it is very, very clear that the butt of, that the butt of the joke and who you're being encouraged to laugh at is the, is this bloke who is, uh, being very patronizing patronizing because he thinks he's disabled. However, I, you can't really get away from the fact that it's also supposed to be funny. Yeah. The possibility that having a numb mouth from the dentist would make you talk in such a way that someone might assume you were also disabled. That is that is also the joke. Oh yeah, you disabled can, you can't people get away with aren't that. the target of the joke, but the joke is also very much he's he's talking funny. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't that, work unless you're like disabled people. Haha. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah like we can't well, the joke really is at the get very away from that. There's a misunderstanding there. Yeah, yeah but it definitely depends but the, on. But the misunderstanding yeah. depends on the idea yeah, it's that a misunderstanding would, is. Oh, he thought he was a freak. Yeah, basically. The, well, we. That's the implication. Not freak, but yeah. Um, it, it completely depends on the audience finding it funny that there are people who just speak like that. And to be clear, I'm saying that's what the show is asking. Yeah, the touch, yeah, yeah. for example. Yeah. The touch. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we we're taking a hard stance on not mocking the Dutch. Have I told you the latest uh latest horrors Dutch? from uh from the front line of uh being friends with a Dutch person? Mm. Um, person of Dutch. A person of Dutch. POD. What? Um, what? The band. What? There's a Christian rock band called POD. Their yeah. song was "Boom." Here comes the boom. Yeah, that's right. Boom. Here comes the boom. Well, yeah. that is kind of. I mean, at the point where they've already said boom, I'm pretty ready for the boom. Yeah, I'm honest. ready for the boom. Let me tell you, when I've heard the word boom, I'm, I'm ready, ready for the, for the word boom. Uh, just one of these songs that I, I sort of know because I, I, whenever I was, when I was in, in high school, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I'd sort of finished. So I took all of my, I took all my courses very early. And so I had mm-hmm. a lot of free, I, I finished high school very young. I had a lot of free periods and I had friends who were, <laughs> they just made you stay at school, but you were already done. You just had to sit there for eight hours. <laughs> well, they were throughout the day. Okay. Um, and I had other friends who liked to skip class. 
Uh, and so we used to all get into my friend Dave's. Um, I like the idea of like you and your friends, and you're both not in class, but for completely the opposite reason. You're like, I finished class early. Whenever you <laughs> tell, whenever you tell me a story about your younger life, it makes me think of. Do you remember that um, that like novelty song, Whatever? No. It was out like a decade ago. I don't. Okay, if you don't, then that's gonna that that makes no sense whatsoever. Is it the, this is my United States of whatever. Is that yeah, a different- yeah, yeah? Oh, okay, cool. Then okay, I know the chorus. Do this is my United States of whatever. Yeah, that's a hundred percent of the song that I know. Yeah, okay. But whenever you tell a story, it makes me think of the of the verse of uh, United States of whatever, if that is indeed what it is called, and only of the verse, and only of the uh-huh. verse. Well, no, because that's the spoken word bit. And we're back to the waitresses again. Back to the waitresses, <laughs> yeah. No, um, the but the, the he had he he had a big Ford pickup truck, mm-hmm. um, and he had one CD in it that. Was it Steely Dan? No, no, very much not. <laughs> it was one CD of stuff he downloaded from Napster, uh-huh. right? Or, or whatever you were using in sort of two thousand and five. Whatever, yeah. Um, LimeWire, maybe. Yeah. LimeWire stuff, stuff. Yeah, that's a little late for Napster, isn't it? Pirate too, Bay? Yeah, not too early for Pirate Bay. Too I late. Think for LimeWire. I think we're in prime LimeWire Lime territory. territory. Yeah, because I, I downloaded like one episode of The Simpsons that I watched like four hundred times. It took two days. Oh. I think there was Napster in two thousand and five. I think there was Pirate Bay in two thousand and five as well. I think Pirate Bay, yes, but I think Napster was gone by then. Yeah. Uh, so right. anyway, but I uh, think but, torrenting wasn't that popular then because you still had all the P2P shit, which was easier to use, like LimeWire. Uh, anyway, mm. uh, so what uh, what I recall uh, simply was that he had one CD in his car. I mean, we used to go to drive to Tim Hortons to get an everything bagel and a okay. double double. Um, mm. And uh, he put on the CD an everything bagel. It's got like a catalytic converter on there. <laughs> Uranium. It's just it's always on the top of your mind, huh? I just think I, I know what the listeners like. They like yeah. hearing about the catalytic converter. Um, no, he had uh, "Here Comes the Boom," "Jump Around," "X Gonna Give It to You." Oh wow! And then the hyphy, da- the fizzle dance. I was once um, like a hyphy song with high, Matt Gray. <laughs> high on drugs with a girl, and we'd come back from a rave, and we decided to take a bath and hang out, and uh, and then we, I just put some music on shuffle, and we're like. You know, was it here the comes the boom. Then, <laughs> no, because I didn't. I didn't know that song. I wasn't. Fam- I wasn't aware of the boom. But I wasn't familiar no with the boom. No one warned me. No one warned me about the boom. And, and what? And like ten minutes into this bath, what should come on? But X, go and give it to you. Which I only had, I think, on my phone because I'd used it as part it's your of like song a stand-up that you love and you show. listen to all the time. That's right. And it's my favorite song it. of all time. And you're a big and, uh, DMX fan. And you might be aware that it begins with a dog barking sound effect. <laughs> And I was immediately like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> and uh, and then we were kind of we were debating between the two of us whether it would harsh the vibe more to listen to the whole of X going give it to you or for either of us to have to get out of the bath and walk across the bathroom and get cold. Would you say the song? We decided just to wait it out. Yeah, wait out. We waited DMX out. Did it ruin the vibe? It was fine. Well, because then another song came on and it was just fine again. That's why you need a playlist. Why need a playlist? Yeah. Why need a uh, bath playlist? I'm just never that prepared. <laughs> I don't take baths in. That's because you're not ready for the boom. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. why. <laughs> if you were more prepared for the boom, then this sort of a thing bath wouldn't happen. Playlist put together by Saddam Hussein. <laughs> yeah. You love to get fucked up and take you. a bath. It's a great way to come down. It's a good way yeah. to calm down. It yeah. is. Have a, have a nice herbal tea. Be in the bath. Have sex or something. Yeah, it's good. One of the classic. Have sex or something. Ugh. With a woman. Oh, disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
going back to what I was saying about the latest in the latest offensive observations in in being Dutch. Um, I was talking. It's my I, favorite trade periodical. <laughs> <laughs> Explorations Proceed, Proceedings of the orders of being Dutch. So mm. last week when I hurt my leg, I got a very, very, very unpleasant snapshot into what it is like to have like kind of limited mobility, albeit very, very briefly and thankfully in a very limited, limited and kind of self sort of self treating way. Mm-hmm. Um but like people were like ramming into me like some like some hag fucking ran over my feet in a buggy like oh no like all that like all this shit and i was feeling very i was feeling like very Sorry, I'm kind mad of like because my son said my tits were saggy <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. you know it makes you feel, it makes you feel very yeah, like very vulnerable to be like kind of walking around and about like where you basically can't move very quickly and you also can't you know also your leg fucking hurts and and i was saying this to and i was saying this to my friend about saying about how like people kept like kind of like banging into me and stuff and she said oh yeah like a uh, like glomp people and i was like what, what? What do you mean? People of glomp. What? What? What, what, what does that? Could that mean? What, what does? What does that mean? And then she let me voice note. She said, "Oh, there's not really a good translation. It's just like people who are just like in a rush and they're not really looking where they're going and they're just like, uh." Oh. And I said, "No, no, it's actually more like actively like kind of rude and aggressive than than that." Mm-hmm. And she went, "Oh, right, okay, like." Like Hoofenstuck, and it's like for fuck's sake, don't speak to me. We are not speaking for the next two days. <laughs> Stop having a word for this. Yeah, no mm. more words. The Germans have a word for everything. You know, everyone knows that. But the Dutch have a word for everything, and it's also fucked up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's all. That's all they don't tell you. Um, yeah, and so basically, yeah, the, Dutch don't tell you that. In the end, turns out this guy is involved with the organization for disabled people that's putting on this charity dinner. And he invites Kramer to be sort of the guest of honor, mm-hmm. and uh, and so kind of the, the denouement of the episode is that Kramer's there, Elaine's there with Jimmy. Jimmy's pissed off with Kramer because he hurt his leg because Kramer dribbled on the floor and he slipped on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so he starts a fight with Kramer. Jimmy gets thrown out. You can't uh, say it's not good writing because yeah. they really do. They really don't leave any threads dangling. The they, velvet they fog sings. It it's also very funny to get attacked by a man on crutches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because if I may quote from a later episode of uh, of Seinfeld, crutches are a funny story, Kane is a sad story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can. It's true. Can like, no, like if someone's got if someone's on crutches, mm-hmm. then chances are they they they're on them for a dumb reason. You've fallen over while drunk. Have I ever told you about the funniest thing I ever saw in Amsterdam? It was a British guy. <laughs> Specific. Yeah. I think you've told me about this. You've actually. never told me. Oh uh, yeah, this. I've told Milo about this. This was a guy engaging in what we might call being a legend. So I was, I was, I was at a. Certain... Were you on the corner wearing your leather? It's, it's a line from the song that I think oh. of every time like, you tell me an anecdote. Oi, mate, <laughs> nice gayo baskets. <laughs> now look at this. Uh, no, it's, I, it was a, a man sort of so drunk that he was visibly sort of swaying side to side while seated. Um, and where he was seated was on a canal boat that had been stopped. Because he jumped off of a bridge onto the boat and clearly had really hurt himself. Mm. And there were some Dutch police trying to sort of goad him off the boat. But he was too busy sort of, you know, like, like cheering. And was this CJ Demui? Yeah, yeah. Canal Justice Demui. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> he was dealing out some Canal Justice but like from on high. You know what? I fully believe that CJ Demui did. 
He's, is, that, is that person? Can we say that? Is that person alive? Yeah, he's okay, alive. Well, so the, the, oh, that's here's, very here's, actionable. Here's what's not libelous to say. C.J. Demui has himself said, uh-huh. "This is this is the this is the truth of the story according to C.J. Demui." What? Okay, hello. Um, I have a question. Yes. Yeah. Who's that? C.J. Demui is a British celebrity quiz participant. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you know these people? Because he was on Eggheads. Yeah. Classic, What's that? Classic tea time viewing. Yeah, it's a, it, okay. Eggheads is I a British daytime TV quiz show, which uh, is now hosted by Jeremy Vine. It, it used to be hosted I feel by like, Dermot Murnahan. This like... is the origin story between the long-running beef between Jeremy Vine and a friend of the show, Uber Butler. Yeah, I just I feel like the um, Britain isn't real. The life in the UK test did not prepare me for any of this. No, it wouldn't. No, <laughs> you don't need to know who the Huguenots are. You need to know who the Eggheads are. Chris, Kevin, CJ, Demui, <laughs> Judith. Yep, Judith. Daphne. Mm. Was she an egghead? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And basically, a team of oh, normal Daphne's killed someone as well, I reckon. Goes up against the eggheads in a like team quiz, and if you win, you win money. Basically. If you win, you live. But the eggheads are all like professional quizzes. Like the, it's like the Mesoamerican ball game, where it's like the losing team is kind of ritually there, and then they're killed after. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um, Chris from the eggheads looks like a big jolly walrus. That's libelous. No, it's not. I like walruses. Taking you to court and being like, I do not look like a walrus. And then right to discovery. Just like, Your Honor, may I direct your attention to this walrus? Would you say that it is large and jolly? The US government would have you believe. And uh, a quiz here from the eggheads. You might say he is similar to a a marine mammal of some kind. A walrusian man in disposition. I'd ask you if you accept the uh, conclusions of the walrus report. Now, look at the Walrus Commission. Now, look at this man's bald head. Now, do you see any hair on the head of this here walrus? Now, this here is a, a bald gentleman. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Anyway. So, yes, um, CJ Demui was a, a, a long-term participant of this show, and at some point he just admitted in an interview for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, I killed a man. There's a poster. That at some point, yeah, exactly. That at some point, uh, when he was living in Amsterdam, he was attacked and mugged, like on, by like under a bridge by a canal, mm-hmm. and he went into the canal and ran off. Mm-hmm. And he said, "I don't know if that man lived or died. I could have killed him." Or so, words to that effect, basically. There was then a subsequently a Dutch police investigation because I think. It was in the media enough that the Dutch police were like, well, I guess we have to be seen to investigate this. But the conclusion of which was, of course, well, we don't even know which guy this could have been. Like, we can't say... Or, or which canal, for that yeah, matter. There are or one or two of them. You may or may not have killed have a guy. single. It could have been Kaiserschacht. It could have been any of the others. It could have been the Prinzengracht. Yeah. Could have been the Herrengracht. Yeah, was like this guy one. more the long canal. or yeah, the other the gentleman's one? Gentleman's canal. Yeah. The the best one as well. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Mm. Um, and uh, and so in the end, they were like, "Well, there's kind of no case to answer here because we don't even know if this guy's dead or who he is, or well, you know, like <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's sort of it's it's abs- it's an absurd it's, basis." It's like, sort of for like one of the, like one of those people who like um, it's kind of a particular sort of person who like admits to admits to murders. And then uh, there's just Dave like no Courtney. Is that a sort of per- yeah, Dave Courtney? There's a type of yeah. guy. Um, the guy who they based Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer on, mm-hmm. um, was supposed to have like it's admitted, about Henry VIII. That's right. Was supposed to have technically serial a serial killer. Yeah. yeah. Um, was supposed to was supposed to have like confessed to like like pretty much every unsolved murder in the in kind of, kind of the previous decade, like while he was that in is, prison. That's just a lazy cop. 
It's a lazy cop. Guess we got yeah. them all. <laughs> Clear them all. Yeah. You can pin every murder on him. Well, anyway, and, and in any case, of course, if someone's if they're they're trying to mug you and in the course of that you push them in a canal, that's pretty reasonable anyway. So I feel like... Yeah, I think that's okay. In any case, we have no choice but to stand CJ Demui here. Uh, that's a, It's called the Canal Doctrine. That's right. I mean, probably going to sue you still. He's not going to sue us. He's not going to sue us for saying stuff that he himself has publicly said. Do you think think CJ Dimui needs the money? Yeah, but he's not going to (laughs) win because we've not libeled him. We've just repeated what he himself has said. Yeah, like when I said I reckon he did, I reckon he did murder somebody. Um, I, you know, I then allowed Milo to embellish, uh, which was which was just quoting his own words. Mm. That's not libel. That's right. It's not libel. No. So to the judge listening to this. I guess we're done here. We're not. We're I guess, not saying. I guess you don't know what a fucking walrus looks like, mate. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um. Anyway, so let's not anger the judge. Not this stage <laughs> of the proceedings. Not, let's not irritate. We've almost gotten away <laughs> the with judge, everything. The judge, the, yeah. sea, the judge, the sea lion. Uh, the velvet fox sings yada yada, so on and so forth. Uh, George gets away with it with Steinbrenner. Yada yada, the velvet fog singing. Well, what am I going to do? Sing it. Anyway. Ideally. Yeah. Um, yeah, George has a meeting with Steinbrenner about his supposed theft of the stuff, and he manages to distract Steinbrenner by getting him to talk about Steinbrenner, that's right. Um, gets him to talk about himself and forget about the whole thing. Well, it's because Costanza borrows the third-person talking trick and says, why would mm. George steal it? And because Steinbrenner's first name is also George, mm-hmm. he gets Depends on you knowing that, really. confused by that. Yeah. So he says, oh, you're right. Why would I steal from my own organization? Um, and then he gets confused and starts thinking about lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then at the end, we get a little Because post- George Steinbrenner has a Jewish listening style. <laughs> That's right. Um, gets distracted and thinks about lunch. We get uh, a little post credit scene where Kramer is on the street with Jerry reading out Penthouse magazine to him, the letters, the Penthouse forum, mm-hmm. a, real, a real 90s touchstone. And then it's one from a dentist about how him and his hygienist fucked in the room while the the patient was yeah, unconscious. which is what which is what Jerry is afraid. And so Jerry's which like, is uh, to be honest, like less slightly less bad than what is sort of implied when he's wondering if his shirt was tucked in. Yeah, it's implied. It's implied that they have fucked and also like involved him while he is unconscious. Yeah. which is it's there are two aspects of this episode which I would call suboptimal mm-hmm. and which I would say have not aged terribly well yeah but even at the time i think it was a bit eyebrow raising mm. and there has in the intervening years been an episode of um it's always sunny which was m- much worse with a similar theme yeah um well anyway you'll have to remind me of what that was when we're it's done the, the show. Ep- it's the episode where d- uh, where d is dating someone and the rest of them all oh think yeah that sure he has a leg disability yes. but he doesn't okay. yeah got you turns out he's just dutch so <laughs> Um, that has been uh, the episode. It remains to thank Riley very much for joining us. Well, uh, thank, you, thank you for having me on and allowing me to just sort of unhook my brain from my mouth and just say whatever's on my mind. Yeah. That's what this show is really all about. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for coming down to your own office to record this. <laughs> um, Some free therapy. Yeah, That's I right. hope no one thinks I'm too hypochondri- hypochondriacal. Hypochondriacal. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, if you think Riley's eyes are a slightly different size to one another, uh, do keep that then to do yourself. Do please keep that to yourself. Do yeah, not he, at him to tell him. He this. doesn't need really, to know. Really, no, don't do that because yeah, no, he I, would hate. He would, would hate, hate that, that yeah. more than I think anything else yeah. on earth. No, <laughs> do, uh, do at Riley to tell him that his geo baskets are zer mega gagulted mid den mega gut. Do tell me that, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell him that his eyes are very nice and very symmetrical. Riley, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, mm-hmm. 
Bunta Vista, Andrew Law, and I have started the Boney Island Whitefish again, where we are oh, talking yeah. about every episode of season five of the show Criminal Minds. Yes. Mm. It's the Boney Island Mindfish now. Oh, That's right. It's all about CJ DeMui. Yeah. So um, you can get that on the Trash Future or Punta Vista Patreon. Very good. But hey, it would be a churlish move to have this plugged to you by Riley and sign up to listen to it on the Bunta Vista Patreon. Be that churlish? Unless like you're all, unless you're already a Bunta Vista patron, which is a good, which is a good podcast, and you know what, worthy of being a Patreon, a Patreon, a patron of so. in its yeah, own I, right. Yeah, They've I got a whole so. great new joke that Andrew told me about earlier, which I'm going to tell you about after we're done this. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, uh, if you want to hear that as the listener, better sign up to the Bunta Vista Patreon. That's the only advice we can give you there. Yeah, I'd um, like to plug the Bunta Vista Patreon. You could, yeah. you could also sign up to our Patreon. Oh, yeah, you can do that. You're allowed um, to do that. Yeah, this is, I'm we not per- sure why we, you would. We permit it. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, it's it's three bucks a month for the standard bonus episodes. It's five bucks a month for the Discord and the Movie Corner. It's ten bucks a month for the What's the Deal series. Or if you just want to give us ten bucks a month, which maybe you do. Yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Do that. Um, That'd be great. Yeah. I'd love it. Goodbye. Bye.